Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I've been seething all week. Because I seething? feel like Because I feel like the further we get into the week, the more preposterous the thought of Tony taking his ass with the right reverend Gil out to Soldier Field on Saturday to sit in minus 11 wind chill on the shores of Lake Michigan with potentially more snow than the how many ever inches we're going to get, yo, on Thursday, Friday into Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, Tom. And, and I'm quite frankly, I'm fed up. Oh, you're angry with him for doing yeah. this. Okay. Well, we have a whole segment planned on this. I mean, do you well, want to I'll, just uh, let's do it right, right now? It right, right now. Okay. Right now. All right. Let's start the show and get right into it. Because if, if it's been, if you've been seething, seething yeah, I, I want to give you some relief. I want to give you an outlet here. <laughs> Thank you. Is, he wants okay. to give you some release. Yes. <laughs> I said relief. That's not. Well, I, I heard either, either way. Wait, wait, either way. I, I heard release too, and that's why I was going to be like, "Whoa, relief!" <laughs> either way, one of the uh, seven hundred words you can't say on this show, or else hey. Russ and or Tony will uh, hit you with the yo, <laughs> or the Justin Fields. That is the sophomoric nonsense that you have just uh, downloaded and turned on on your iPhone or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm your host, Jason Leisure, with Russ Dorsey, uh, Tony Gill producing for us today. And Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Great place to go here if you still need a Christmas gift. We've talked about that. We've, we've explained this to you guys before. You don't have to tech. You don't really have to like have it in your hand. You can't get it at this point. Uh, you can't get it shipped to you quickly enough at this point, but like you can tell, you can write it in a card that, Hey, this is on its way or print out the picture or what what was it you said you do, Tony? You put the receipt in there. That's kind of tacky, but if you want to do that, you can, I guess. (laughs) How was that tacky? It was like, Hey, look what I bought you. Look how how, it is. Because what Jason's trying to say from another perspective, it's like, Ooh, look how expensive the gift I got you was. Yes. Thank you for giving me this expensive gift. No, all right. It's all. So I would be go to sheets giggles.com slash essay. Sheets giggles.com slash essay. So we it's found out, out we found out the week of Christmas what type of gift giver Tony is. Like the yes. bag. I hope you enjoy how expensive this was. Expensive, I love yes. you. I'm I love you this giver. I appreciate you this many dollars worth. <laughs> that's funny. I got you something thoughtful, but that's Horrible, not enough. But funny. I got you something thoughtful, but that's not enough. I want to. I want you to be able to see the dollar amount that I spent on it. What if you got something cheap, Tom? What if you got something on sale? 
what if you what if you took advantage of Black Friday and you got something that would normally be like a hundred dollar gift for forty bucks? Then you'd probably then I'm guessing you very uh, very superficially would hide the receipt because you wouldn't want them to know. I think that's my kind of downfall is I'm actually a pretty good gift giver, um, even though that's not like my forte in terms of like showing love. Like you know how people like at the oh, love language, yeah, languages. the love languages thing. That's not really my bag, but. Um, if I'm going to give a gift, I, I usually go a little bit above what a, the average, just a little bit above average mm. on, on the gift giving. So people love lo- to get me in secret Santa. Yeah, I bet. Um, maybe not so much just as friends though. Like how long have we been friends? Uh, who? what five years? No. Four years? Three, three, four. Three, and you would say we're how good of friends, you and me? Oh, really good friends. Okay. Best of friends. I've received zero gifts from you ever. The gift of me. At any time for any nah, reason. You, you take that back. <laughs> Give me the receipt for that. <laughs> I yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Hey, Reverend hey, I Gil and First I, Lady, I would like to return my Tony, please. <laughs> and I would take whatever money that you put into him. Tony, who wants everyone to know how much he spends, is giving you a gift that costs nothing. Matter of fact, take it. Uh, not nothing. Priceless. Okay. No, absolutely Whatever. not. So anyway, if you still need a gift, go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. And if you're getting it for the person that you sleep with, it's like a sneaky gift to yourself because these are awesome sheets that you're going to love sleeping on. You also really, get, Christmas is about you at the end of the day. I mean, it can be like secretly about you. <laughs> We're all about you in the Tony's case. I've, I've occasionally you as the my, giver and the receiver. I've occasionally uh, it's never been so like blatant and flagrant as I imagine Tony doing it. But like I've gotten my wife a gift before. That's like this is really what I, this is really for me in one way or another. Indirectly, this ends up really being something that I wanted or or I wanted you to have or whatever. There you go, Tony. Can I do the ad read for the uh, company that does sponsor us? Because oh. It doesn't. They don't. Unless you made a call that we don't know about. <laughs> you bleep them out because they don't they don't pay for it for free advertising here. We've been here before, bro. Uh, just throwing out brands that don't give us money. I know. Yeah, we only do that if we're ripping them, Tone, remember? So Sheets and Giggles, look, you can get the sheet set. That's a great, great gift right there. Just like if nothing 100%. else, get that. Silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus sheets. You're going to love sleeping on them. But you also, with our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, you get $230 off their new mattress, which is a huge upgrade to your sleep as well. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use our promo code ADJACENT200. The reason it's 200 is this. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, as long as either teams in that game scores a touchdown, you win $200 in free future bets. So uh, go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Use our promo code ADJACENT200. Uh, Russ, it's time. I- I've yeah. been wanting to talk about this. And I'm in a way, I'm- Tony, is this your first Bears game you've ever been to other than as a media member? Uh, yeah, I have never okay. been to a uh, a Bears game as a fan. Okay, so that's great. I'm I'm happy for you getting to have that experience. But, um, I mean, Russ, do you need to just, like, unload on him, or do you want me to – because we all know the please backstory don't. of how this came together. Would you stop, please? It's Christmas. 
Do you want me to uh, set the scene for everybody? Because we all know how this came together. I, yeah, we do, but the not. audience is not. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So we do the show in Chicago, obviously, as our listeners know. And Chicago uh, right now is fine. The night we're recording this is fine. Wednesday night, all good. Probably 30, 35 degrees out. Mm-hmm. We're all, we all accept that as people who live here. It's about to get crazy, though. It's about to go to penguin levels here where it's, we've got a big winter storm coming in. Uh, it's going to go into the negatives Thursday, Friday. The Bears play Saturday, Christmas Eve day. And the high actually has gone up, Tone. This will be this will be good news for you. The high is now 11 degrees with wind, a low of, of one. And I have a friend who has season tickets, very good seats. You're going to enjoy the seats, Tone. And he did not want to go to this game. And he's like, I don't even want to sell these to somebody because what am I selling them? They're going to go watch a three and eleven team on Christmas Eve, and you know, maybe get uh, maybe a frostbite or something like that. Like, do you know anyone who wants this? And uh, I'll, I'll be upfront with you, Tone. You were not my first call when I was looking for someone to take this. I offered them to my brother, who is all Jake is lives in the city and Jake has free tickets fall on his lap for things all the time. And that's like, he just, he just lives a very charmed life in that regard. So I texted him and I go, Hey, I, I'm these seats. Uh, my friend doesn't want them. And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Tom, I want them. So I do. Then I get a text from Jake 15 minutes later, Russ, it says, Oh, I just checked the weather. Never mind, I'm out. That's what a, that's what a rational person would do. So anyway, we keep going and uh, I'm like, I don't really want to be giving away, like looking around for someone to give your tickets to. Like, you got to have some friend that wants them. And he's like, no, I no, I'm no one will take these. I don't want to take my kids to this. I don't want to go. If you know anyone at all that wants these tickets, offer them. So uh, I offered him. I said, hey, you know what? In my mind, like there's three tickets. It's kind of an unusual number of seats. I know three people that are all friends that live in the city. Tony. Russ Lawrence. I'll text them. Maybe they maybe they want to go have a good time together. Maybe that'd be fun. Absolutely not from Lawrence. Absolutely not from Russ. Angrily. Angry that I even offered it. <laughs> was Loki angry that you even offered yeah. but go ahead. Why would you even suggest it? And then a, re- a resounding, oh yeah, from Tone. But you have to read the text message, though. Well, because you have to treat this like you... There are some ways in which Tony is extremely mature. Tony, in terms of like emotional intelligence, relational intelligence, um, a, a very like a, a very deep person, a very deep thinker, a very smart, capable guy has a good job. But there are other ways, Russ, in which you have to talk to him like he's twelve. You have to say, "Hey, do you want this?" And he says, "Oh yeah," without "Oh yeah," without thinking about it. And, you have to say, and then you have to go through the steps of like, "Hey, Tony." Did you read the part in the text where I said it's on Saturday? It's on Christmas Eve. It's on a holiday. And did you read the part in the text where I said it's going to be like one of the coldest games in the history of Soldier Field? Are you sure you want to do that? And even after that, Russ, he said, yes, he wants to go. He says, I will wear multiple clothes. (laughs) Funny sentence, but neither here nor there. I got to do it. (laughs) I'll wear multiple clothes. I got to do it once in my life. LOL. <laughs> to which Jason, you respond, Tony, before you instinctively grab this and guzzle it, thinking, <laughs> whoa, thinking it's just plain water, the game is on Christmas Eve at noon in the highest 12 degrees. I don't want you to tell this guy yes, and then Tuesday realize you can't go. 
I said Tony would wait till Friday night to tell the guy he couldn't go. That still may happen, Russ. We're recording this on Wednesday. Tony has not actually felt the cold that we're about to get, but he will feel it Thursday. So I don't know if we're going to have a segment next week recapping his experience at the Bears game. First off, Tone, you have three seats to this. Who's going with you? Your dad and who? There is not a chance in the world that Stephanie is going to this. No way. No, no, she doesn't like sports like that. And I think that's a good move by you not to try to get her to do it. They almost did. I offered yeah, I bet that was a real quick conversation. Yeah, so who's, like, your, yeah, who's yeah. your third then besides you and your dad? My cousin. He is partaking. Um, he wants to go. I said, hey, you want to go? He was like, bet. We there. I'm like, all right, cool. We all straight. We got three pulling up. Probably the only blacks in that area. Going to let them know we in the building. Feel me? With the good seats. A lot of black Not gonna people make the same mistakes. games, Tony. Ain't <laughs> got good Not, seats. No, nah, I mean... You don't you, think you, that. Like, you I think remember, like, do you think you're like the Jackie Robinson of attending a Bears game? Yes. Like, yes. Because, you know, he's not, the first. In that section? Everything. Yes. He's the um, first. Um, <laughs> it it, it kind of reminds me, we went to a Warriors game. This is when I first started making a little money. So all my brothers, my cousins, my dad, we went to uh, Bulls Warriors. And this is when Bulls were, like, not great. And this is, like, peak Warriors. We was like, mm-hmm. we got to watch them. So we go, we get some really, really good seats. And the very first thing that happens when we go to our seats is – the people that were already there uh, wanted to see if they were in the right seats, so they checked my cousin's ticket. And I'm like, that's never happening again to me. Nah. Nah, we flexing. We riding on the rivals. We flexing all day long if we get good tickets. Like, we supposed to be here. And what? Okay. All right. I, 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 can't, I can't answer for the, uh, you know, like, um, subliminal racism of all whites at all times told you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, those people should not have assumed you were in the wrong seats. Of course. All right, so you, your dad, and your cousin are going to this game. Yep. And the the weather is the issue, right, Russ? Like, mm-hmm. if, right, Russ, if this game was in September, you, you'd probably want to go yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome being out at these games. This is why they're building an indoor stadium, though, is because you get to these Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games in December. Why would anyone want to sit so, in that for so, three and a half hours? Like, they're not this gonna is be, gonna this oh, is middle oh. of the day, but it's gonna be frigid. And so, Russ, my wife is from the South. She's from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and then we lived in Florida. So I unlike the three of us, didn't grow up here. So she has had to make a lot of adjustments to real winter weather like we have in the midwest but she asked me when i was relaying this uh story to her the other day she's like doesn't tony know how to deal with the cold he's from here and i'm thinking no No, i'm thinking he does not not. absolutely not man y'all i have i think you think you're gonna put on like an extra hoodie and that'll do the job that's what i think you i i have traversed through this city my entire life uh never had the urge to move anywhere else i love it here i embrace all that is chicago um i have shoveled barely feeling my hands and i pushed through because it needed to be shoveled like the cold does not scare me i know it's going to be cold i think that's the first part is understanding and don't underestimate the cold is the big thing once you don't underestimate the cold, I run hot just in general. Oh, stop. See, okay. I run I hot. Will, so The two statements of I will wear multiple clothes uh-huh. and don't worry, I run hot. <laughs> that, that's you underestimating the cold you, there, right there, now. That's there, you underestimating there, it right now. There there will be one. There will be at least a couple minutes where I have to un, 
zip something because internally <laughs> I am sweating. I gotta let it some some of the cold air come. So through. you so you just want to get frostbite. That's that's I'm what you're so, telling me. I'm getting so <laughs> mad at him, Russ. It, exactly so why now do you see why I had to do this right now? I couldn't wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean, what, so tell what's multiple clothes? Let's let's explain that for everybody. What's multiple clothes? Uh, t-shirt on naked body. Uh, probably a regular shirt. Probably one of the the old uh, sports adjacent shirts for good luck. Uh, a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> uh, over that. Then the hoodie, or maybe maybe a light jacket with no hood on it, light jacket. Then a hoodie, then the the the, the big the big boy, the big homie, the big boy. over that, right? Then you put the finger gloves on first. Would stick a little hot hand in there. I'm gl- okay. Then I'm glad he knew the that. regular the, the 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 regular glove on top. I'm glad the hot hands made an appearance. That's yeah, very important. I, I, I was waiting to hear that. Let's go. Yeah. And then you have uh first scarf, initial scarf. I'll bring an actual one in my pocket just in case. I may need another one. Initial scarf. You wrap it around the nose area. And then you wear the big the big homie hat and you bring it all the way down. So the only thing that's in sight is your is is your eyes. That's the only thing. But before all that, lather up in the Vaseline. You gotta lather up in the Vaseline. That is huge. The Vaseline Still is in. For, right. like, come, like, seal I'm, it in. I'm out here. You got to seal in that heat. So it just whoosh, pass by. And then you just have some chapstick always on deck because nothing worse than cracked lips. I'm a, I'm a pro at this. I'm a pro at being in the cold. Russ, do you see like my face, right? I mean, I'm stunned because he actually seems like he has a decent plan. Fine. I just, I want him to know. This is three hours. That is a big difference. Not moving I, for three hours. Like you were, I, you miss traversing the city. You on the go, moving around. You're mm-hmm. sitting in those seats, Tone, mm-hmm. for three hours. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be standing up. You know, you got to stand up, sit down, go get you some coffee. Um, and also, you're expecting this to like go the full, you know, three hours. Like the Bills might get the Bears up out of here real quick. And yeah, it could be fifty. Anyway. It could be fifty to ten. So you know, I'm not staying for that. Like, come on now. Go I get still some th- food in I, the United Club and then get up out of there. Yep. Every time you go in to get food, that'll that'll help warm you up. I I am concerned about the point Russ brought up though because I'm sure that you do know how to be warm enough to like commute because you only are needing to be warm enough to get from your house to the train or from the train to the office or mm-hmm. step outside to get some food and come back. Mm-hmm. This is three plus hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you don't ever spend that much time outside. Do you know who nobody really does in that kind of cold? Uh, I mean, the most time I spend outside in that kind of cold is maybe like 45 minutes to walk the dog. And by the way, I layer up like crazy. Just do that. Tony, I've been putting on running tights under my pants all week this week and it's only 30 degrees, but it's just like, I think we talked about this with Ken Davis. Like, pant, we're at that time of the year where pants aren't warm enough. Pants don't. And, do that, it. and you're just whatever pants you're wearing are not warm enough. And now you're going to be out there for three and a half hours. Now you said a lot of things that that were reassuring to me. Mm-hmm. The hot hands. I'm I'm really pleased that you knew about that. Step one. The, yes. the Vaseline will help prevent uh, frostbite. So I'm really glad you knew it. Like that for the community. I, yes. I actually feel better. I actually feel a little bit better, Russ, about his his whole uh, understanding of also, what he's getting into. Also, secret move: 
You gotta measure. You gotta be measured with when Whoa. you pee. You gotta. You gotta be measured with that. You don't want to pee too early. If you pee too early, all that warm in your abdomen is just gonna go away. It's a different kind of cold when you re- release all that. So you gotta measure. You gotta make sure you don't drink too much because then you gotta pee during the game, and now you're you're super freezing in, in the lowers. So you, you want to keep the lowers warm too. I don't. I don't think that's scientifically proven, Tom. I think you're freestyling that one. Yeah, I'd like to see the data on that. This is where now, it's taking an you, odd you, turn that I'm not going along with. You've never been in the cold and like, oh man, I got to pee, right? And then you pee and then you come back and like, man, I'm a little bit colder. No. That's never happened to you. Not. To I me. don't think having like a, a body, a bladder full of urine keeps you warm. It's not like it's, that. It's it's true. It's true. It's it is not true. I don't think it, I don't think it's it is. Tom. Somebody no. that's listening knows what I'm talking about. Exactly what I'm talking about. People that work outside know exactly what I'm talking about. Tone, do you want to hear what? Tone, you um, don't work outside. You did say that as though you're me. one of the people who works outside. I think you're a construction worker. Shut right. Up. I worked at White Castle. <laughs> I had to shovel and change letterings. Those are not three and a half hour jobs. Those are not three and a half hours outside. Where you're just sitting and not moving. Sitting, standing, sitting, standing. This is like, projected like to be outside. one of the five coldest games in the history of Soldier Field. You hear, you that, understand that sentence, and that's saying mm-hmm. something. Like you know what it's like here. Like that, you would you would think there'd be a ton of games that are freezing cold at Soldier Field. This is cold even by their standards. The the wind is going to be whipping mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. the lake, Tom. Whipping. It's technically warmer next to the lake. <laughs> No, it'll be colder at my parents' house than it would be near the lake. It takes longer for the lake to freeze. These are very good seats, but these seats are in the shade. They are where the like the sun will be behind you. By the way, too, Tone. Just so you know, you can't count on that. If it ever comes out, like we don't know it's coming out. (laughs) Right, that's a good point. (laughs) Right, we might not see that till the new year. Uh, Do you want to hear Tony what Matt Eberflus was saying about this? Matt, do you remember Russ? uh, About ten years ago, they had the Monday Night Football game against Dallas. Where they honored Mike Ditka, and it was mm-hmm. let's go Bears, or you know, with his voice uh, cracked, yes, right, uh, because of how cold it was. Matt Eberflus was an assistant for the Cowboys in that game, so he was there, and he said that was the coldest game he'd ever been in, and he says that he couldn't feel his feet. Period, and the training staff had gone over with them all week. You got to cover every inch of your skin. And the parts of your skin, the very small parts that are still not covered by some kind of clothing, Vaseline on all of that to prevent frostbite. That's where Tone lost me because Tone got everything right, but he didn't talk about his feet. And once those toes go, Tone, oh, it's I mean, mul- multiple socks in the in the boots, multiple socks. It has to be boots. boots. You cannot wear like athletic mm-hmm. shoes to this. They will not you- protect. You have to go hot hands and shoes too, Tom. Because mm-hmm. I, when I was working at Wrigley, a game with, that would start where it's 40 degrees first pitch, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the fourth, fifth inning, I, and I sat on that first row, mm-hmm. toes were gone. Mm-hmm. He learned double socks, boots, mm-hmm. hot hands in the shoes. He's talking 40 degrees. That That's like tropical. Yeah, that was 40 degrees. You're walking into. So – this is a very, very nice offer that you've been offered these tickets. Yeah. But but all of this work that we've just covered that you'll will go into you doing this, like everybody else in the city and surrounding area is looking for ways to not have to do any of that. They're looking for, you know, I, I think all of us are like, we're just going to stay inside. 
for the next few days. And then it'll mm-hmm. lighten up next week and we'll go back out again. But next three or four days, like we're all staying inside. You are choosing to go and do this for three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity that I will never have ever. Uh, and I get to experience it with my dad, who's never been to a Bears game uh, as well as a fan. And uh, even if we have to leave early, it's an experience that I had with my dad. Uh, and I'm not going to get many of those, you know, just me and my dad anymore, because one, I'm 30 years old. Um, you know, he's in his 50s. He's not getting any younger. So like every different experience that I don't or haven't had um, is going to be a special one. And I'm going to try and make it a special one because uh, I love my dad. Something told me Tone was going to try to sentimental the folks into his favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a black a black father with his black son. <laughs> Here you go. Having a and his uh, black a, nephew, a, a jolly good time. Who <laughs> his black nephew? With his black nephew, <laughs> black love. So I mean, uh, Jason, you know the best part about this? I'm going to be at home mm-hmm. in my warm apartment, and I'm going to look over out of my windows, and I'm going to look at Soldier Field. And I'm going to be like, you know, Tone and Pass are probably cold as hell down there. <laughs> hey, you want to know something good? You'll you'll be, I'm sure, very interested in this. This can be your second screen while you're watching the game on TV, Russ. I can, I will be at the game too because I'm covering the game, but I'll be indoors the entire time. I can see these seats perfectly from my seat. Mm-hmm. So, so I you, will be, you can see if they have exactly. left. Yes. I will right. be able to let you know what's going on in real time. At what point do Tone and Pastor and Cousin say, all right, that's about enough? Because I don't think it's Tone makes makes the decision. I think Pastor goes, son and nephew, I think it's about time we get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> halftime. Halftime. 100% halftime. They do have United Club access, so they could, in theory, watch the game in there on TV if they wanted to for any stretch. They could, you know, take a quarter in there and kind of thaw out and warm up and then come back out if they're up to it. But again, I, everyone in the city is looking for ways to avoid the weather uh, that's coming in. And we all live here. Like, if you're listening to this, we all live here. We know we know yeah. what Chicago we're not. We're not people that just like can't handle being the cold. Otherwise, we all would have moved by now. This is extreme cold. This is a whole different level. This is what I tell people when I'm like, hey, look, yeah, we get cold. But like this cold that don't come around a ton. It's like polar vortex from a couple of years ago. Like we're all looking for ways to avoid that. We're all looking for, hmm, is there some, is there some stuff we could do virtually instead of having to drive to it in the next couple of days? And you are actively uh, taking your family out into it. Yeah. Oh my God! I hope we don't have the same one because this—I hate this dude so much. I can't wait to find out. Tony, hit the button. Let's find out. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Russ, what would it take to get you to go to that 
Bears game, would you have to get paid to go to it? Hundred percent. Or like, what what perk would I have to throw in where you'd be like, uh, all right, I'll do it. Money. Short That's of it. Being inside. Money. What if I was like Shakira's gonna go with you? What if I was like, what no. if Shakira reached out? And she's like. Hey, Russ Dorsey, I love the rally. I read all your baseball columns. Your tweets are so uh, caliente. Uh, oh, my God. This is terrible. I want to go to the game with you. You're still like, nah, it's cold. I'd be like, Sierra, uh, Sierra, Shakira, I live right across the street. Like, let's. it's warm there. It's not going to be outside. Okay. The, the and Also, the financial amount would have to be like uh, if you said hey a grand that might not do it for me wow yeah elitist russ dorsey sorry warm russ dorsey that's true too i call bullshit <laughs> is brought to you by sheets and giggles you can go to sheetsgigglescom slash sa and automatically use that link you will automatically right off the top you'll get 230 dollars off their new mattress super comfortable but while you're there you can also get some great sheets they've got the sheet set silky smooth 100 eucalyptus that is an incredible experience sleeping on that get that as a gift for somebody get that as a gift for yourself for christmas if you like it a little snugglier a little warmer they've got the the eucalyptus cotton hybrid flannel sheets you can get that too there's a lot of stuff on there that you're gonna like for yourself and for gifts go to sheetsgiggles.com slash sa Russ, what are you calling bullshit on? We're going to find out if you and me have the same one. You seem afraid that we are. I have no idea what you've got on your card there. Uh, I'm calling bullshit on Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> I know the clip you're talking about. And um, it, it sounded like something Tony would say. Really? A little. Uh, Tony, I'm not going to do that to you. But neither here nor there. I have had a disdain for Dabo Sweeney for a long time. Dabo Sweeney has been pompous and arrogant and self-serving. And it hasn't mattered because Clemson has been really good at college football. Lately, they have not been. And so you could see right through his little, I love Jesus shtick. No, we don't. Good line on Jesus. Right. Thank you, Tom. Uh, He's been a hater of college kids getting paid for breaking their backs for these programs. He's been hardcore against that. Hater of NIL for a long time, even though he makes $11.5 million on the hard work of kids, neither here nor there. Today, he said something that uh, I think took, took the cake as Dabo, when asked about NIL at, uh, for his program, he said, quote, we built this program on NIL. We really did. We built this program on God, in God's name, image, and likeness. End quote. Dabo Sweeney is so full of shit, I can't stand watching him parade himself around like God handpicked him and said, you, Dabo, you will be the head football coach down in South Carolina at Clemson. Go off and do work. He, and I, it, it is it is disgusting. It's nasty to watch. You're trying to uh, pander for the parents of these kids that you want to recruit for the area that you live in. You're in the Bible Belt and you're trying to do all this. You don't care. And it's nasty. And this is like, I'm just tired of it. 
tired of the whole Dabo Sweeney thing, and it really should go away. It's always been off-putting to me. I'm a Christian. You are too. Like, and it's the whole. It's always been off-putting to me the way he does it. Bad guy. I'm calling bullshit on that World Cup goalie trophy. Did you guys see this thing? <laughs> the gold glove. It's the a glove the, tro- the World Cup trophy. The tro- the the gold glove trophy is the thing. The goalie trophy is the thing I'm calling bullshit on. Uh, it went to Argentina goalie Emiliano Martinez, and then he uh, he drew quite a bit of attention to the trophy by uh, by holding it near his groin as he taunted the French fans that were at the game. But this trophy itself is weird. What do you expect somebody to do with this thing? It's a trophy of a hand. It, it's just like it looks like a severed hand on a trophy. They need to come up with something else. In Qatar? Don't start with that, please. It would be kind of a funny trophy to be carrying through the airport, I feel like. You could use it to kind of like, you know, tap someone on the shoulder and then they turn around and be freaked out by it. They, they need a new trophy besides just here's a hand. <laughs> I understand what they're going for, though. He's the goalie. He wears gloves. Right. Here's a golden glove. Right. <laughs> it's very realistic, too. It's very realistic looking. It, it looks, looks like, like exactly like the goalie glove. It looks like a bronzed or a, or a, a gold-dipped actual hand, and it's creepy. Jason's funny. Get a new trophy. It looks like if the, the Adams family hand yes. wore a glove and right. got uh, stuck somehow. What is that thing called? Is it called I'm Thing? Right yeah. Thing. Yeah. It does. Tom. Right, Tom. So um, I'm calling bullshit on the Chicago Bulls. Yes. And <laughs> I, I was hoping you would, Tom. I was hoping Good. you would. That was my um, runner-up. Because it's for for multiple reasons, right? I mean, for one, thinking that Lonzo Ball is going to fix everything. Like, Lonzo Ball is not your savior. I mean, he isn't going to magically appear and all your problems with your roster is going to be fixed. It's a bad, badly constructed roster. Marginally talented, but still poorly constructed. So to think that there's a higher ceiling for this team with the continuity is it's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious right now? Like, and on top of the head coach, again, I like Billy Donovan personally. I don't think he can get you to the places that you think that he can. He's never proven it with a better roster. So why would he do it now? And now they're stuck because Billy left Oklahoma City because he didn't want to rebuild. And technically, in the pathway to winning a championship for the Bulls, they're closer actually to a rebuild to getting it done than double down with this current roster. So bullshit on AK, bullshit on everybody, bullshit on Zach Levine for thinking that all Max players are the same and they are absolutely not. Um, And he found out real quick when his teammates checked him, you know, saying, hey, man, I don't know what you want, but you ain't that. I mean, you're nice, but you ain't that nice. Like, come on now, bro. There are play some defense. You got to make you make some smarter plays out here. Can't be doing random heat checks in, in games. So bullshit on, on the Chicago Bulls organization. We we had been t- leading up to this for a couple weeks. They are not like that as a team. And it was a thing that we talked about last season that we were all worried about, that they were overperforming 
And when they really came back down to earth, people were going to be like, oh, my God, what happened to last year? And they gave Zach all that money on bad knees, and he's played poorly. And him and DeMar now having a little, little hey, you, I got to get mine if you get yours. And now they having fights in the locker room. Coaches got to break up. And here's the thing. Their best bet is to tear it all down. You're correct, Tom. Here's now the problem. Let's say you get the number five overall pick in the draft. That pick goes to Orlando. And now you've tanked for nothing. So you're hoping and praying that if you tank, you get the number one, number four overall pick or better. Which you can't control. In the you NBA. can't control that. Can't control it. You know what this feels like? And this is like the deepest cut. This is the meanest thing I could say is that this feels very Knicks-like to me, what they've done here. And the Knicks are nice. Knicks are winning. <laughs> I mean, they just lost today, but they just ran off like nine straight. It's a mess, and it is, it's like you just feel like they built this up to nowhere. I wonder if we're headed toward one of those uh, classic Bulls Christmas Eve firings, Tone. I think Billy Donovan's a great coach, oh, but no. I, wonder if, I wonder if we're, you know, cruising toward one of, the, one of these – Classic Bulls thanks uh, Christmas Eve tragedies. They're not after the deep. not after the the secret extension. Yeah, they're in too deep. That's <laughs> the his secret man's extension. Man's. Yeah, they locked in with Billy. They're not locked in with nobody else though. Uh, Zach, no. And I think Zach was just like, "Shit, all right, I got mine." So who's trying to get this trade off <laughs> to get me up out of here? <laughs> You only got one year, Demarlet. Like it's all bad for them, bro. <laughs> They're exasperating, yeah. And there's no, there's no clear path out of this. Like the clear path no. is then is to start completely over again. It's uh, that's, what do they have? What do they have that other people even want? The pieces yeah. that people think in their organization will operate better because they will be properly rolled. Um, Zach, Caruso, Caruso, Zach, Zach player or something. Zach. Out of here, Demar. Out of here, Vooch. Out of here. Um, who else y'all want? Uh, Patrick Williams. Take him. Uh, <laughs> who? Who? I, uh, Bradley. He's still on the team. Out of here. Uh, uh, Javante Green, who I really like, but he he's a good player somewhere else. Out of here. Uh, Goran Dragic, good leader, but he already he been too honest about this group. They're going to have him at him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, yo, these dudes don't play for one another. Get this, them out of here. This is, this is my most hated team. Like, by far. Really? Wow. More, I hate this team more than the Ron Mercer Bulls, more than the Eddie Robinson Bulls, more than the Elton Brad Bulls, more than the Baby Bulls of Ben Gordon. and Baby Bulls had. They like, gave the city hope. More, more than the yeah. Jim Boylan yeah. Bulls. Like, I hate They were fun this bad. Team. They were fun I, bad. This is the most hated Bulls team of my lifetime. Because uh, season, season's not even halfway over, Tony. Not so even close. We're not even at the first of the year. The thing about the Jim Boylan Bulls that I don't ever think we'll ever give him enough credit for, he gave us the thanks tone. It's a gift to the city. Also, it was funny. Yes. A lot of times. It would call in timeouts during his own team's fast break and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's hilarious. We could we could laugh about that on Twitter. There's nothing funny about this. All right. I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA. You get $230 off their new mattress. Uh, perfect firmness and comfort. You'll really enjoy that. 
And if you're not looking for a new mattress, get the sheet set. Silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. You're going to love that. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Did you see, by the way, we were ch- we were chatting in the break there about the World Cup. Did you see that Drake lost a million dollars betting on Argentina, even though Argentina won? Because I think it's a gambling problem. I, know, I 100% you, think he does. You've mentioned that repeatedly, Tone. I'm glad that you're so concerned for his well-being. Uh, uh, well, it turns out I did not know this. I know almost nothing about soccer. The soccer game was on at Soldier Field before the game, Bears game Sunday. It was on the screens everywhere, and I, I – what bits and pieces of it I did see, I, I didn't understand a lot of the rules and the extra time and all that. But uh, apparently when you bet on soccer, Drake bet a million dollars on Argentina. And I think he would have won 1.75 at, uh, take home if the or, or net if they had won. Uh, but it counts. You it counts as a tie if it goes to penalty kicks, apparently, as far as gambling is concerned. And so you lose. Unless you bet on the tie. If you bet on the tie and then it goes to penalty kicks, you you would win no matter who won, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I think that uh, I think Christmas is a time when it, we get nostalgic in general. I know I do. And I had had on my list last week of something I wanted to talk about. And I was thinking restaurants in this case. Food that you are nostalgic about or love from childhood even though you know that it's gross now and you kind of had the same idea about yeah what exactly i yeah i had uh foods that we loved as kids that actually suck <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right but you probably still like them don't you uh only because one it, of these because it tastes like childhood only one of these do i still like and that's, all right well uh, let's let's hear yours let's hear yours so the 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 foods that I loved as a kid that actually suck in the grand scheme of the the food itself is Tootsie Rolls. Oh, yeah. But I I'll still if I'm just need I need to need a little some sweet real quick, I'll eat a Tootsie Roll. But in the grand scheme of candy, it is a a bottom tier candy. Don't tell my we, mom that cuz she loves Tootsie Rolls. We talked about Tootsie Rolls while you were on break because we were talking about uh, Halloween candy with Rick Camp and Herb Howard and I needed some I needed Tootsie Rolls for mouse traps to put in my house cuz I had seen a video where the guy had used them and it was effective. And so my kids this was fresh off Halloween, Russ. And I was like, "Hey, I need some of you guys Halloween candy." to use for mouse traps and they got all irate with me. Just livid. Like, "How dare you even suggest that and i said no no i just need some tootsie rolls and they're like oh yeah fine if those are in there go ahead you have all of them yeah yeah feed, feed those to the mice sure so tootsie rolls are oh yeah uh, the one of Hot the ones for me uh the other ones you know those little hug juices they used to give you a church oh yeah facts those are awful they are terrible awful terrible but as a kid you're like oh juice that's yeah, a treat. You know, honestly, you could pour. <laughs> nobody do this, but you could pour like pine salt in a little a pouch and tell kids it's juice, <laughs> and kids would drink it. <laughs> like kids don't care what's in it. Is it juice? Cool. Um, those a good, are good legal cover on the front end there, Russ. Yeah, listen, no, don't, don't do this. <laughs> people will. I got to people's eating Tide Pods. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, those are awful. Uh, sim- same thing with bug juice. There, there are these little juices. What's that? There were these little small juices in these small water bottles that were similar. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Little hugs, but they had this acidic thing. And it's like, once you turn like 10, you're like, these taste gross and my throat burns. There are so many chemicals in it. I no longer want this. It tastes like metal. Yes. <laughs> it's like, for real, it feels like you're ingesting some type of metal. Yeah. I immediately thought of, uh, I don't know if you guys grew up going to this, and I don't think it exists anymore, Old Country Buffet. Yeah. It, yeah. And then and it kind of made me think, like, really, really any buffet, pretty much? Yes. Fit this yes. Category. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad we got here, Jason. And uh, I, it also, it got me to the, now this was, this was awesome. At age 12, the Pizza Hut lunch buffet was incredible. This <laughs> we was the treat of the, treats. We were talking about this at the studio this week, the pizza old Pizza Hut buffet. But right now, like, I, I, do you, I would have a frozen pizza before I would eat Pizza Hut. I would not eat Pizza Hut. So it's crazy, the flip since the 90s. So at the in the 90s, boy, if you had Pizza Hut on Friday nights, you was doing it and doing it and doing it. Well, yes. The, the oh, words yeah. LL Cool J. And Domino's was like the worst. Now it's flipped where Domino's kind of doing it, and, and Pizza Hut is like, ugh, you still eat a pizza? Y'all still oh, got a Pizza Hut? I think Domino's stayed bad. All of Domino's nah, commercials. Nah. I, I thought this was like a single ad campaign for Domino's years ago, and it's become just their entire, like, M.O. They're still doing these commercials about, hey, the theme to every one of them is, remember how horrible our pizza used to be? We swear it's not anymore. We fixed all that. <laughs> They're on year 10 of promising that, hey, it's, gonna, not, it's not horrible anymore. Trust I'm going to send you the Domino's pizza that I get, the exact order, and you're going to be like, all right, I can see why he says this. <laughs> I don't even eat it often, <laughs> but I, I got you got to give them a little bit more credit than I think they're still awful. Of the of the fast pizzas, I, I think they're still up near the, the – would you take Pizza Hut or uh, Little Caesars right now? Little Caesars. Ugh. No, you have to pick one, Tony. That's, that's how a choice like that goes. Nah, okay. nah. All right, Tony, Tony's out. You go eat some of this. You know how you was a kid. You go eat or you go to bed. <laughs> I want the hot and ready, the $5 hot and ready. Look, you go eat or you going to go to bed, Tony. Which one of these are going to eat? Man, I eat it begrudgingly, but, man, I was seriously thinking about, am I that hungry? Yes. Am I that? Yo, your stomach rumbling. We we yeah. live in a city where there's great pizza all around. Like Tone, I, I asked I, the question that I asked. Oh, man. man. Give me the little Caesars, man. I agree. I agree. I mean barely. I, I think yes. of the two. You gotta go with little Caesars. At least you can get the crazy bread with the little Caesars. And they hot. I look sad. Tone, we're not really going to make you do this, bud. It's just a hypothetical. For the I will say, Jason, as a parent, I'm, I'm not there yet. Tone will be soon. Um, there's no better value for kids having kids over crumb crushers, and my mom will call them at your house, than $5 pizzas from Little Caesar. You just get three of them joints, $15. Here, y'all knock yourselves out. 
There's one on my way home, like right by our house. And it's so, it's the easiest thing in the world. And the kid, and the best thing is, Russ, I'm still at this stage. This is kind of like my uh, trick of taking the kids out to eat before we go to a sporting event. They think I'm a hero for doing this. Oh, dad got little Caesars. Yeah. They're not like, I, I they're can't not wait like, to that they're not like, they're not like Tony over wait. here. Tony's over here like, I'd rather eat dog food, literal kibble than this. Bro, and my kids told. are like, oh, dad, you thought of us. This is amazing. So, I'm with Tony because it's going to, the flip's going to, the switch is going to flip and they're going to be looking and Grace going to be like, this bastard got us little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't already because they're 11 and 8 and they're very sophisticated about a lot of things. Like they come, one of them the other day, oh, I got so mad. Uh, I was, I was seething to use your word. Man. <laughs> I was showing them, I was showing my 11 year old daughter. I was showing her some pictures of a hotel that I was thinking of booking for us to go somewhere warm in February. And it's nice. And she was like, oh yeah, that's nice. But you would never get us a room that's that, that's that nice. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, first off, every room that every room that your parents pay <laughs> yeah. for is nice. It's just nice. So you, know. you don't pay for anything. You can't show up. We stay at like five star luxury hotels. I'm sorry that you know the room isn't the presidential suite like you saw in the picture. I'm sorry that the the accommodations at the Mondrian weren't enough for you. But they still there's <laughs> yeah. I'm like I immediately was like, don't you remember we stayed at the Arizona Biltmore in Phoenix? That's that's a literally a hotel for billionaires. The NFL holds its annual meeting there, the owners' meetings there. It's a hotel literally for billionaires. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was great, but the room wasn't that big, wasn't that nice." I'm like, okay, all right, all right, Grace, thanks. Okay. Yeah, they gonna get to that. Hey, Dad, but they well, don't do the, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't do it about food though, Russ. And actually, just recently, I took them to. Uh, I, this was another one that is that I loved in childhood, and I'm now realizing at 38, like, yuck. Burger King. I was definitely a Burger King guy as a kid. And I took my children there recently. And, and Russ, I took them there at dinner time on a Wednesday night in a high traffic area. There was no one there that didn't work there besides us. The only other people eating were wearing Burger King uniforms while they ate. They were on their break. I feel like a lot of these we come up on are either fast food or pizza spots because I think CC's Pizza should probably be on this list. I didn't like, have that as a kid. You did not, no. But like me growing up with travel ball and church groups and whatever, it's like, all right, is there a CC somewhere where these kids can get five ninety nine pizza buffet and cinnamon rolls, <laughs> knock yourself out? Man, they mac and cheese pizza that's what appealed to kids kids would crush that pizza that pizza was not good at all and you get to a point as a kid where you're like like tony mentioned like dog we live in the city of chicago i can get beggars i can get aurelios i can get pequod i can get a whole lot of great pizza that's not this my parents been playing me all these years what <laughs> yeah what about you tone what what food did you did the um what like the entire topic we've been talking about? Can you oh, check back he, in for a minute? See, my thing is all the food that I like as a as a kid, like I like now. Nothing like, has it, changed. This like, actually fits the whole persona here. I that can, not, nothing in your taste has changed in twenty years. Yeah, like I can answer more to your question that Jace Jason's question about nostalgia foods 
even though you may not like them, but it just brings out memory. Man, I've seen chitlins at every event in my entire life every year. And now I just need it around. I don't eat it. I hate the stuff. But it does oh. bring that nostalgia. You know what else it brings? That smell. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. But I, it's so connected to my childhood that it's like, is this a family event if it's not there? Hey, if 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 it's not there and it ain't a family event, so be it. <laughs> Here's my thing. All right, we we got to sidebar this whole thing because sure. Jason, I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there were never chitlins at your family functions. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> no chitlins. I'm there. going through my internal database right now, trying to think if I can remember what those are. I was blessed to not have them at my family functions. And my mom, who unfortunately, God bless her, still likes them. I said, mom, the one day she cooked them at our house, me and my brother were so disgusted. We're probably, (laughs) we were probably Anna and Grace's age. We were so disgusted. We were like, mom, these will never be cooked in this house ever again. 11 and eight year old, right? Is it fried pork skin? Uh, Jason, it's worse than that, bro. I don't know what it is. It is uh, pork intestine. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, And it has the most, the the smell that you probably think it has, it has. No (laughs) cleaning, washing, or whatever people do gets rid of that. And so when it's around other food, the smell is around the other food, and you mm-hmm. can't eat. Everything tastes like that. Jason, I won't go into a house where that's being served. <laughs> I will. Like, I refuse. Okay. I refuse. <laughs> hey, they got chillers in there. Yeah. All right. I'll see y'all. Like it's it's that easy. It's that easy. And so to, the fact that Tone said. Hey man, it ain't a family event if Chitlin's not around. Well, you know where Russ not gonna be at this family <laughs> event. Y'all catch me on IG. Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't get how people ha- get a craving for it. You know, but that, the smell of that, that doesn't oh, rub, that don't to get your stomach rumbling. I, I, I don't got a craving for it. Like no, it, I'm it, saying the fact that you're trying to eat other food and that smell is around that don't bother you. Oh uh, me? Oh yeah, it bothers me. But it's like it's it's something that I'm so used to it now. That is like, ugh, there it is again. Must be must be amongst family. I love y'all. So I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay, but ugh. Shitlands is what they are. <laughs> uh, I know how to start it. You're gonna start what? The fun one or the rundown? Okay. Okay. Uh, Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be okay So you know what's funny about these, Jason? When you know that the Bears are bad and weren't expected to be good, and also like kind of found a quarterback. We have fewer of the everything is fine than when they were expected to be good. Yeah, let's go. 
Everything is sort of fine, kind yes! of. Yes! Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything is expected. <laughs> like, we might have to change it. I, I felt Although, really weird this past week because I was like, they have nobody on defense. No. And they were, right. like, competitive defensively with one of the best offenses in the league. And they also killed my chances at a championship because Miles Sanders forgot how to play football. Um, but I was, like, shocked. They're, they, they were coached well. Oh, so now you're. Uh, this is a, a sharp. Are you turn? shifting on the flutes? Oh, no, sharp no, no. turn I, for I, you. No, I still hate him personally. Okay, you know I can never be friends with him, but I'm happy for his success. It's strictly personal. I strictly yeah, personal. I know you've mentioned that many times. I just I don't get it because yeah, it's, you what personal him. relationship do you have with him? And what does he ever say or do that's even? It's it's all like saltines. Everything he says is just nothing. Uh, I mean, what do you not like? It's just a lot of coachy coachness that I don't. That's like. not a reason not to like him. But it's always the coachy coach stuff. But that's not a reason not to like him. That I mean, also seems to be kind of like indirectly what you're crediting for why they're good on defense, even though they don't have any players. Correct. Yeah, but don't tell me the the coachy coachness. Like, <laughs> oh my god, just explain <laughs> what you did. That, the that real helped. reason is that you have no reason. Anyway, so yeah. so our <laughs> go ahead, Russ, everything's fine. They're three and eleven, so everything's yeah. really not fine. But yeah, but it is though. Grand scheme, it yeah. actually is. We went from watching a team that had everything but the quarterback to watching a team that has only the quarterback and missing everything else, pretty much. And they actually are closer to a championship now than they were then. I guess. <laughs> uh, Pro Bowl selections were announced Wednesday, and here's the list of uh, Bears players who made it. <laughs> First time since 2017 they've been completely shut out of this. A uh, couple of uh, Pro Bowl AFC starters of note. Uh, Khalil Mack of the Chargers and Roquan Smith of the Ravens. Interesting. It's an interesting list. Um, speaking of the Bears, the Bears have been doing quite a bit of this lately, Russ, uh, asking you for patience. And uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, was doing this with Zach Wilson this week. And I am so tired of management and coaches and whatever telling fans and media how they should feel about things and how, and and asking for patience and Robert Sala uh, talking about Zach Wilson, their quarterback uh, ripping the media and fans in quote, this new instant coffee world. Uh, I don't know how long it takes Zach Wilson or Robert Sala to make a cup of coffee, but I don't think it takes anybody years and years and years on end. The bears do this. The Bulls, every team in Chicago does this. I don't know why I would even start listing some of them. All of them do this. You can't come in and be asking for patience if you're running the Jets or the Bears or the Bulls. Like, how long does this thing have to sit in the crockpot before we finally get something to watch? You got to read it since the 85 for us. Exactly. 40 some years. Yes. Uh, You got to read the room a little bit. Like, True. Robert Sala isn't the one that has made the Jets horrible for as long as I can remember. And Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus aren't the ones that went, you know, that drafted Mitch Trubisky and put you through eight and eight all the time at best. Uh, But you need to know who you're talking to when you're asking for patience and criticizing the instant coffee culture or the instant gratification culture or this thing doesn't just get made in a microwave or whatever. Uh, How long are we supposed to wait for this? 
If you're asking in terms of us locally. I, no, I just mean like rhetorically, general, uh, hypothetically, like for any of this, like you don't just get forever. I think you get because and I think in, in their minds, they get a year to tear it down. Right. Then they get a year to find out what they have after that. Then they get a year to kind of try to put it back together. And then a year after that. So the, I think they want four years. If you really if you really put them to the fire and said, what do you want? I think they would request four years of patience. But realistically, you don't got that long because the NFL, it's easier to go worse the first than any other sport. Yeah, that's the thing is this. It doesn't take 40 years to fix every Bingo. time. It can be done in two to three. You yes. see it all the time. So it's fair for us to hold you to that expectation. And, I, you know, I don't know a lot of examples where some where winners were saying this, where eventual winners were saying we just need patience. Uh, I remember a lot of Matt Nagy saying, don't worry, year four is the year this will click. Uh, but I don't think that like with Zach Wilson, for example, um, I don't think that they're they, they're having to say this about Patrick Mahomes in year two, for example. So it can be done. Um. That sounds like a man that uh, doesn't want to get blamed for any type of losing and uh, definitely wants to keep his job, which is fair, right? You know, you like your job, you like what you do, um, but that man sounds like, hey, I know how impatient, quote-unquote, fans can be. I want to, I, I would like to keep my job, please. That I think that's that's what, I, that's what that sounds like to me. Uh, yeah. Like kind of just sending up the, uh, you know, kind of sending up a smoke signal of here's what I've been dealt. Like I've, I've got this bust quarterback, um, I guess. It's interesting looking at that draft class now, by the way, if you've noticed uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing really well lately, the 2021 draft class. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields has had a phenomenal season. He might be, he might be both statistically – and just matter-of-factly, the best running quarterback of all time. This might be the best running season. Out of necessity, which is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Lamar Jackson did it out of design. Michael Vick did it out of design. Uh, Cam did it out of design. Justin's doing it so I, he didn't get his head knocked off. Either. He literally said, I don't really plan on doing this every year. I don't plan on being a 1,000-yard rusher all the time. Nor do we want him to. Right. Uh, but he's great at it. He's incredible. The play where he got away from, I think it was Hassan Reddick, who had him like had his arm wrapped around his neck in the backfield, and yeah. somehow that becomes a thirty-nine yard run. And the speed, he's he's amazing. Uh, it's not surprising to me, Russ, and I'm not playing the result that the best two quarterbacks from that draft class were the guys that were the two best quarterbacks in college. Like, I think that's your simplest way ever to build a team. Give me the guys that were great college players. And odds are, not always, but odds are they'll be great in the pros. And there was no doubt. Justin Fields was Trevor Lawrence's near equal in college in terms of being a winner and being having total impact on everything. And these other guys, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance have been hurt, so it's hard to say with him. Those guys were uh, a lot of projection, a lot like Mitch Trubisky. They, they weren't at the major programs or anything like that. And Mac Jones was on a team where, like, you know, anybody probably could survive at quarterback because they had everything else. The two guys that were amazing college football players are the two guys that are the best pro players. The Bengals did it. 
They say turning oh, it around the, quickly. You mean you or, want the LSU? Joe? Oh, I come see. Come on down. Yeah. You want the Georgia? You want the Oklahoma? Yeah. Come on down. This yeah. is the easiest scouting report. Right. Ever. Take give me that over the tight end from Ashland or something like that. You know, <laughs> someone that I got to do a lot of guesswork on, or someone who played quarterback at North Carolina and was only a starter for like one season and it just kind of went okay. Like, just give me the guys that if I was running a college team, I'd want the guys that kicked butt in high school. And if I was running a pro team, I'd want the guys that kicked butt in college, period. It isn't the whole thing of attraction is the possibility. No, oh, it's not right. about that at all. I'm wrong. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> is it the whole point of tracking about the possibility? No, it's not about that at all. Oh, Jason, get us to the rundown, man, please. Oh, this is a good time to jump into the news, Russ. Uh, so we didn't talk about Carlos Correa. Okay. And my main question about this whole situation is TF. Well, yes, Tone. I, um, I was. I don't know where this is going. I didn't well, know. I, I'm not in on the joke. No, my main question is what happened here, and Tony just kind of chimed in with basically ah, that question. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, do you want me to answer, or do you need me to go get Ross Dursey? Oh yeah, we should get Ross Dursey. He's been busy this week. Baseball insider Ross Dursey. You've been doing his thing this week. I don't know if you can get him. I don't know if y'all can afford him anymore. It sounds like uh, it's, it sounded to me just looking at it from the outside that this was the way I originally read this, especially in the headlines and stuff, was that it was like this change of heart by Carlos Correa. Like he was the one that was flaky. But when I read more about it, it sounded like the Giants were actually kind of flaky about this. Like, honestly, if a guy was going to get $350 million, he, he, you want to get $350 million. But all of these deals and all of these trades, as we always see, they always say pending physical. And those deals can't be made official until the guy passes that physical or the team says, okay, you have passed your physical. If the Giants saw something in their physical examination of Carlos Correa that raised a red flag, then they brought that to Farhan Zaidi's attention, who's their president of baseball ops. And Farhan goes back to Scott Boris and says, yo, we need to have a conversation about this. There needs to be maybe giving back of some of the money that was negotiated. And maybe that 350 becomes 315. Maybe that 315 becomes 300 even. Like, I think that's where where we were. And when you hear all that and you know New York's a possibility, it's like, Doug, I probably wanted to be in New York anyway. I didn't even know they had money to come get me. I'll go play third base in New York and play with my boy Francisco Lindor, get 315, and now my marketing possibilities in New York are much better than they would be here in the Bay. People can watch me play as opposed to being on the West Coast where in baseball, people are not going to necessarily watch you play. You have a team that is built to win a title this year as opposed to a team in the Giants that probably wouldn't be contending for one for a couple of years in a tough National League West. So I think this was more a team that saw something on, you know, during their medical uh, physical evaluation, got cold feet and said, I don't know if we want to do this anymore. Now, what do you make of another team coming in and saying, no problem, we'll sign that check? Is that just Steve Cohen has all this money? Because I immediately thought of when the Bears in free agency last year signed Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. 
Yeah. And they signed him. They agreed. I'm sorry, not signed him. They agreed to like three years, 40 million. Mm-hmm. And then there was a problem like what you're describing on the physical. But then he went totally unsigned for a while and ended up signing a cheap one year deal somewhere else. This is totally different. The Giants were not sure about this. And the Mets came in and said, money on the table. Let's do it. Absolutely. Everybody's everybody's medical staff is different. Right. And it's like there's something that the Giants medical staff saw that was a big deal that another team's medical staff was like, yo, that's not a big deal. It happens all the time in sports. Like one doctor tells you, yo, you need to get surgery on this. Another one tells you could rehab this. So I I just think it, it was a matter of opinion based on the doctors there in San Fran and Giants uh, and the Mets doctors are like, nah, I think this is probably fine. Uh, and they felt comfortable. And then you have the richest owner in baseball doing what he wants to do, which hey, it's his money, his team. I believe I read that they've committed eight hundred million dollars in future contracts. Their uh, payroll this season will be three hundred and eighty-five million dollars. They will pay over a hundred million dollars in salary uh, and, and uh, collective or uh, competitive balance tax, excuse me, which will bring their total total payroll to around a little bit under five hundred million dollars. And they were good last year. They were a hundred win team last year. Correct. And they just got better. It's fun. Every team could do this. This is your reminder constantly. Every team could do this if they wanted to. Uh, Tone, you see the big basketball news this week. The Hall of Fame nominees are out. I do. I I would love to hear your thoughts on uh, some first ballot guys. Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker. Oh, man. Tony can't get in in the first ballot, like. He's good, but I mean, Dirk got to get in definitely. One of the greatest foreign players of all time. Uh, Dwayne Wade, probably like the third greatest shoot guard of all time. Correct. Fourth, depending on you know where you slot Jerry West. Uh, Popovich has to get in there. Probably the greatest coach in the modern era. Um. Yeah, I have no problem with this with this class. This seems like a pretty dope, uh, pretty dope class. Like, I wonder who's going to be the the final, you know, the last guy that gets the last speech on that day. Like, do they just give the respect to Pop, or do they do it by greatness level? Like, I'm I'm interested in that. But yeah, all those guys, they should, they definitely should be first ballot. Popovich is an interesting one, Russ. Uh, you might be asking why isn't he already in the Hall of Fame? And it's because he has asked the Hall of Fame not to consider him until he retires. And now it appears he is being considered. I wonder if that foreshadows something here with him. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, also, Tony, in the basketball world, I thought I would do a quick Lakers check-in for you. Uh, Anthony Davis is out multiple weeks. So just in the same way you are going to wear multiple clothes, in your words, he is out multiple weeks with a foot injury. Uh, this is a team that's already 13 and 17 as of this recording. Like clockwork, ain't it? Fairly, baby. <laughs> this, the, and, and the saddest part is he was playing the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. And you just knew it was coming. You knew. Mm-hmm. You knew it was coming. You were surprised it didn't come earlier in the season. Every time he fell down, you're like, ah, well, there it is. And he'd get back up and he'd shake it off and he'd, he'd look in pain and he'd go out there and put up 30 and 15. They're like, damn, that's the Anthony Davis we thought the Lakers were getting. And then here now, he's going to be out for at least a month. And boom, back to square one with the Lakers, who were actually playing good basketball. Russell Westbrook found his role and 
looks like he might be the sixth man of the year. And AD's playing like the AD we thought. Bron's doing Bron things. And now you're back to square one with the hurt AD and Bron trying to carry the ship. It's it's wild. Anthony Davis is a top 75 player all time, and Dwight Howard is not. That is crazy to me. That will always be crazy to me. Russ, he's been with the Lakers for this is his fourth season. He has missed now 92 games and counting. He has missed more than a full season during his four seasons with the Lakers. Sad. Russ, do you remember when Elon Musk was uh, running Twitter? That was a time. Yeah, huh? and everybody was crying, talking about Twitter. They're going to be gone by the time we get up for work on Monday. <laughs> uh, he, he, did, he did drive it to the brink. Uh, but he's going to resign as CEO after basically two months of just one disaster after another. You're fucking up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, of course, he's doing it his way. Uh, you know, he, he's, like, painting it as uh, – he, he his tweet announcing it was like, I'll step down as soon as I can find someone who's dumb enough to, or crazy enough to take this job or something like that. Like, you know, not his fault, of course. Uh, he He decided this by poll, which is another kind of way of – an easy out and 58% of the respondents to his poll wanted him out uh, during his brief run, which I assume will be brief because he is in the process of stepping down. He peddled conspiracy theories. He, like we mentioned, took Twitter to the brink of disaster and allowed other competitors like Mastodon to kind of get some footing and get started. Uh, hate speech was charted to be up on Twitter and uh, a guy who led an insurrection was reinstated and some journalist accounts were suspended. Here's my thing, man. The use of the N word was way up when Elon took over. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm not gonna say it was all well, Elon, saying, but I'm hey, just he's saying all about free speech, Russ. As long as it's not about him, they was letting it fly like 1965 <laughs> on Twitter streets. They were Jim Crowing it on Twitter over the last two months. Hard R. <laughs> It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be as funny as it is. But I'm sorry. Uh, not funny to me. No, you shouldn't laugh. But Tony's Tony, the, you, the Tony, laughing. You, Tony, you yeah. chuckle it up. Right. All the laughing you're hearing is from Tony. <laughs> That's so true, though. As soon as he got charged, yo. As soon as he got right said, I own it now. They said. Not a good two months for him, although I'm sure he'll find some way to spin that. Uh, speaking of social media, I've seen this on the TikTok. Have you guys tried Pilk yet? Excuse me? Pilk. P-I-L-K. Pilk. Uh, is, is that a beverage of sorts? Yep. Hot new drink. It is a combination of Pepsi and milk. All right. All right. All right. This seems like this is something that was not created for me. It's a TikTok trend. Uh, and uh, apparently this has actually been a thing for a long time. First off, you, if you're Pepsi, you got to find something to do to get people to drink Pepsi. I don't think people really drink Pepsi, do they? I think there's plenty of people out here drinking Pepsi, but continue. Really? Yeah. Uh, so there's a place in Utah that's been selling it for a long time, a place called Swig. And it actually kind of makes sense. I, I'm not going to be trying this, but it kind of makes sense. Because if you think of like a root beer float, that's kind of the same idea. No, you're not no. in. That's fine. I, I thought of this inspired me to think of a few other ideas, a few other combinations. Let me see if any of these interest you. Uh, I came up with a instead of pilk, a uh, Dr. Velvet. 
that is a Dr. Pepper with Velveeta cheese poured in it? I'm going to chase You're going to pass? Okay. Yes. Uh, Tone, how about a uh, Mayo and W? That's uh, Mayo and A&W root beer. Equal parts. If I had a mayo sandwich and a root beer on the side, and they just so happen to come together as I eat, okay. Okay. How about, uh, how about Russ, uh, since you weren't in on the Dr. Velvet, how about a cottage Coke? You just scoop a dollop of cottage cheese into your Coke. You know, I... Uh... I don't know what your week was like, Jason, that made you go to these depths, but uh, you can just talk it out with me, buddy. I'm just learning Don't about okay. the world, just trying to catch up with the world around me at 38 years old. People are drinking pilk, and I wanted to try to come up with the next big pilk. <laughs> okay. Did you guys, uh, on a more serious subject, did you guys decide who you're voting for in 2024 yet? <laughs> Willie Wilson. No. All right, so Tone's already set. Okay. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> no. No to no, hit what he said, or no, you haven't decided yet. No to Willie Wilson. Okay. <laughs> I, no. I know. I know that for a fact right now. <laughs> Willie, I Willie in there one time. Jason, on, you know who Willie Wilson is? I feel like I've heard the name, but it's not coming right. to mind right now. He's this like country black dude here in the city of Chicago. Really? I think he owned the first. He was the first. He was one of the black McDonald's owners when. Black people were first starting to own McDonald franchises. He was one of the first owners of that in Chicago. Made a lot of money, right? A lot of good money. Successful businessman. But every four years, he tries to run for mayor of Chicago. And it's like, oh, yeah, my man, if you can't read the teleprompter, they're not going to let you be mayor of Chicago. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tone, I'm talking about the presidential election. I think Willie ran for president one time. Okay, too. so maybe there too. Okay, so if that's what you're referring to, I, my man, I'm not. I'm not, I'm gonna keep a buck with you on this p- platform. I don't know if the brother currently in there is gonna be there when we get to that point. Uh, also, I don't know if they want him in there. So I, I have no idea, Jason Leisure. Okay, no, no that's so you're open minded. I'd say undecided, open minded, which is good because this is like two years away. Um. But a new candidate entered the field Tuesday. Afro Man is running for president, uh, or as he was named originally, Joseph Edgar Foreman. He is 48 years old. Afro Man is co- claiming to be completely serious. As an independent? Uh, I don't think he declared a party yet, Russ. Probably, yeah, I'd yeah. say he'd be an independent. Uh, he did He did kind of reveal what his main issues are. Inflation. Mm-hmm. That's good. That we That's good. It's important. Uh the housing market that has gone crazy too. So like, these are things we need to get on. Uh, he's anti-corruption, which I, I don't know if there are any politicians who are publicly pro-corruption, but um, good to be against it. And uh, also he wants national legalization of weed. Not surprisingly. Seems like a good candidate. I, I thought we were thing. already pretty much we, doing that, but I, I, I think, I think, we should at least hear Afro Man out and hear what he has to say because I think a lot of people laughed at my man Jimmy McMillan from the rent is too damn high party. Yes, and he made a lot of sense. That's right. And now I, th- I, I, heard, I do people, remember that guy. In I New think York, a lot right? of people would like, yeah, like, want Jimmy McMillan back here because the rent is too damn high with inflation. 
Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you want to hear Afro Man out because I'd like to hear a little bit from his 2000 hit, Because I Got High. And now, Tony Gill reads. What's going on? Tony Gill with glasses back in the building. You understand me? Why is your voice so high? I'm just excited, Jason. Okay. You're shining. You're shining like the light. You all right, Russ? No. Go, go, Tony. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Afro man, Afro man. <clears throat> I was going to clean up my room. I don't know what that was. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> what did you do to those words? I don't know. I just blended them together. I'm sorry. I was going <laughs> to clean my room until I got high. I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up. And I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was going to go to class before I got high. I could have cheated. And I could have passed. But I got high. I'm taking it next summer. Sorry. Next semester. And I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. All right, so yeah, I I rescind my Afro Man statements because I for, I didn't think that was the Afro Man you were referring to. He's gonna be forgetting too much stuff. Like we need somebody who's gonna remember the things you need to remember. Kind of as the president of the United States, and if he just getting high all the time, we. We already got a president that don't know where he is and remember that. So neither here nor there, though. I mean, people have said crazier things and gotten elected. It's no grab them by the bleep. Yeah, listen. Fair. And finally, Russ, uh, what's the worst thing you think could happen to uh, one of us as far as local wildlife is concerned? Like maybe you get bit by a raccoon and you and you got to get a rabies shot or you get sprayed by a skunk or something like what? Are, what's what's realistically uh, a danger with the wildlife for us where we live. Uh, in Chicago, mauled by a pit bull. Okay. Yeah. Is that considered <laughs> wildlife? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, here's one for you. A two-year-old boy named Iga Paul, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, was playing at home, at his home in Uganda, when a hippo came out of Lake Edward and attacked him. Middle of the afternoon, two-year-old boy just playing, and a hippo comes out. And attacks him. According to the police report, this hippo had him uh, like halfway swallowed, like just his legs sticking out. <laughs> Until a local hero, Crispus Baganza, I hope I'm pronouncing that right too, saved the boy by throwing rocks at the hippo until the hippo spit him out and swam away. The Ugandan police say that uh, the boy was fully treated at a local clinic, discharged, and mostly just needed a rabies shot. 
pretty good surviving a hippo attack. I have to apologize. <laughs> because I didn't hear half that story. Because I heard you say, and so did Tone, that <laughs> your boy got half swallowed. And Tone's face <laughs> just took me off track. But I'm glad the young man <laughs> is alive to live and tell the story. I can tell. I can tell you were touched by that story of heroism Damn, by move, move to tears. Actually, Chris, you know, that's one of the funniest animal stories we've ever done. <laughs> oh my god! It's a true story, according to the police report by the Ugandan authorities. It, this was written about in the Associated Press and uh, other and covered on NPR and other places. So I did not make this up. Uh, but think of the think of the uh, heroism there of Crispus Baganza. Goes at it, starts throwing rocks at that hippo till it backs down. Saved the kid's life. Christmas saves again. Crispus. C H R I S P A S. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. Like Crispus Addicts that you learn about in school? Possibly. Sports Adjacent is uh, was brought to you by uh, Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get $230 off their new mattress uh, designed for perfect firmness and comfort. It is the mattress that Tony Gill sleeps on, and uh, that's really all that needs to be said about it. And you can go on there and get the sheet set. Uh, you can get throw blankets, all kinds of things on there. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. Slash SA. Our show is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use our promo code ADJACENT200. And if you use that code, you bet $10 on any NFL game. And if either team in that game scores a touchdown, that's it. You win $200 in free future bets. They've got NBA, NHL, player props, uh, bets, things like that. They've got uh, futures, Russ, with the uh, the Super Bowl right now. The Bills are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl on BetMGM. That's the team that the Bears will be playing with Tony Gill in attendance on Saturday. Uh, use, pro- use promo code ADJACENT200. Uh, that'll get you $200 in free future bets as long as either team in the game you bet on scores a touchdown. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Oh, man, that was that last one was a good one. That was a good, like, I got a cramp from laughing one. It missed. It swallowed him whole. <sighs> Half. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we like to thank everybody out there for listening to this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. Uh, a lot of fun. And it's been good to get back in the swing of things with Jason and Tone. Uh, gentlemen, anything before we let the fine folks go? Pull up on me at What's the that, Bears game. What's that mean? Oh, okay. Pull up on me. Okay. <laughs> Pull up on me. Pull up on me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Pull up on me. Pull up on me. Pull up on me. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.